Good morning, everyone. I'm Brad Hull. I'm here with Kevin Hickey. We're attorneys with Hickey and Hull Law Partners. This is Coffee with Counsel. Today, we're going to be talking about hearsay, and we have uh, legal Brad's legal dictionary looking at the word element. And as we like to do usually, we start off with something that is not necessarily legal related. So we have a non-legal minute today. And Kevin, I'm going to actually give you a choice here because okay. I, got, I got two ready to go. I love choices. <laughs> okay, so we can do Ted Lasso or we could do Razorback football. Oh, man. Uh, let's do Ted Lasso. Okay. You want to wait and see how we fare against Texas before we start talking? Maybe. About it. I've got thoughts. <laughs> I guess we could do both. <laughs> well, I I wanted to talk about Ted Lasso. You and I are both watching it. I think we're both up to date on it, but we won't spoil yeah. much for season two for sure. Uh, the, sh- the reason I put it on here, though, as a possible topic is I, I really love the show. And it's it's such a different type of show. It's almost a throwback in the way it makes you feel good and has a level of corniness, but it's still so watchable. The I was telling you the other day that the first episode this year actually had me almost crying. It took something very silly where a dog, I will spoil a little bit, a dog <laughs> gets hit with a soccer ball and just kind of ridiculous. And then I am... Um, watching him talk about it, thinking about my dogs that I've owned and lost over the years. And, you know, I'm wiping tears out of my eyes. And that's, it's just such a, uh, what would you say? It just wraps that show up, you know, it's it's such an example of how that show is. It does, and I've got a, a handful of friends that watch it. And I brought a couple of my friends in to watch it when I, uh, I went out west recently with a couple of really good buddies. We had a great trip, and I was watching it, and they were kind of like, what is that? And so we started it over and ended up watching. We binged it during our trip that week. But the reason and, I'm saying I that. I should say, for those who haven't watched it, Ted Lasso, the premise of the show is an American football coach with basically yeah. no soccer knowledge gets hired to coach a Premier League soccer team. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, a totally crazy fish out of water yes fish out of water thing totally crazy premise but that's what it is and um one of my buddies said the first one or two i was kind of like yeah this is a little corny he goes but then it just hooks you in and um it is it's great to have a feel-good uh show that is funny there's a little bit of drama to it and uh there's always life lessons in it and um yeah it's a great show i uh, my wife and i love it we watch it every week so, Razorback football, they're going to win six or more games. Um, six is my prediction. Okay. I don't know about more. Um, we uh, And just to be clear on timeline, we're recording this. We've played Rice. We won the game against Rice. Mm-hmm. We played Texas this weekend. In case anybody listens to this at some other time, that's where we are at at this time. Well, I don't know if we saw two different teams. Or if we saw a Rice team that just really wilted in the heat in the last half of the game. But Arkansas looked very sharp toward the end of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter. But the first half was terrible. That's all there is to it. And KJ looked totally out of sync in the passing game. Uh, 
you know, and one thing we hadn't really talked about, though, I thought the defense was okay for the whole game. Uh, Not fantastic, but I thought they were okay. It looked like they might fall off a little bit in the second half, but then they they stood their ground. They only gave up the one touchdown and, and held their own. So they say teams improve more from the first game to the second game than they do at any other time during the season. So I think we're going to learn a lot about them Saturday night. We don't need to learn anything about Texas. We hate them. Yes. So we're okay there. <laughs> it's th- We're not doing my favorite tweets this week, but one of my favorite Twitter accounts is, does Texas still suck? And they just tweet yes every day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you need a daily affirmation for that. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so legal dictionary, the word I have this this episode is element. And again, one of the things I try to do with these is take words that we think we know the meaning to and then show how when you get into legal jargon, it may mean something different. And this is a classic example of that. Element, an element is a legal requirement that must be proven in order to establish a cause of action. All criminal charges, are made up of several elements and each of the elements has to be proven and then there's also civil cause of actions that will have elements as well so an example that i have here is that taking property from another person or entity is an element of most theft crimes so to get convicted of that theft crime you have to show the element that property was actually taken Is that sufficient to you? It is, and I'm uh, <laughs> back in the day. I think it was burglary required a breaking and entering, um, and in some jurisdictions, and they kind of got rid of that breaking, uh, or they made that a different crime because that was an element that a lot of times was lacking, and they were letting people go because they didn't technically break something, but they stole all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so um, yeah, elements are very important, and. Uh, and again, you have to prove each element in the case, whatever your case is, or you're not going to prevail. So we'll move on then to hearsay. That's the main topic for this episode. And hearsay is something I think a lot of people think they understand and don't. It is probably the most common objection in court. It's definitely one of the most common objections in court. What it means is it means an out-of-court statement that is being made to prove the truth of the matter asserted. So, for example, if you have John Doe testifying that he knows this truck hit that car because Jane told him that truck hit that car, that's hearsay. He's, he is basing his statement on Jane's statement entirely, and that is what he is using to assert the truth of the matter that that truck hit that car. And generally speaking, there is a rule against hearsay because when you get those layers of, well, he told me so, there is an inherent lack of reliability and unfairness in having that being a basis for decision. But that rule is not near as clear as it may seem. There are a lot of exceptions and exemptions For example, admissions by party opponents are generally not hearsay. They're exempt from hearsay. It's it's outside of the definition of hearsay. And then there are exceptions to hearsay. Things like excited utterances and business records, things that have been established by the rule to have 
certain levels of credibility that they get around the inherent unreliability, unfairness, uh, purpose of the rule against hearsay. And those are generally set out in the rules of evidence. I think it's 803 and 804. And they also can vary depending on whether you have someone who is available to testify versus someone who's unavailable, perhaps dead. And the rules have that all set out in there. But that's the general overview of the rule against hearsay and what, what you mean, what the attorneys mean when they're making objections about hearsay and talking about it. We spent weeks on the hearsay rule in law school. You have a semester, it's usually a semester class called evidence and you go through all the evidence rules and hearsay is what you spend a ton of time on and uh, it's a very important rule and uh, I try to, to uh, narrow it down because the even the definition of it's a little confusing and i will usually tell people especially if you're representing yourself and you're going to court and if you're wondering about the hearsay rule ask yourself is this person that said this going to be at court or is this person that wrote this document because you got to keep in mind a document is hearsay as well if it's something that a letter that someone wrote or whatever that's an out-of-court statement it's hearsay is the person that wrote that document or the person that said this thing I want to talk about, are they going to be there? If they're there, then there's a way you can get that in. Because one of the biggest reasons for the hearsay rule is to prevent someone from introducing something and you can't, the other side can't cross-examine them as to, as to why they said that or where they were, that kind of thing. Uh, so ask yourself if that person that wrote that letter or said that statement is going to be there. And if they are, then you're probably going to be able to, to avoid the hearsay problem. Well, you talk about the letters, things like that. If the person's going to be there, a lot of times you just have them testify to what would be in their letter. Right. You don't get around them testifying by getting a letter. That's the whole point of the rule against hearsay. Or an hearsay. affidavit. A lot affidavit. of times clients will say, well, I'll get affidavits. And an affidavit is something that's basically a statement, but it's sworn, it's under oath, and usually a notary will notarize the signature. That doesn't help you. You still have that hearsay problem because the other side can't cross-examine what, what is in that document because the person's not there. And these are things you gotta think about when you're leading up to your hearing. Um, when you start thinking, your attorney's gonna ask you what witnesses are you gonna bring um, what documents do you have? And your attorney is supposed to help you with this because first thing I think about when my client starts giving me information is how am I going to get this into evidence? And if you have those problems, you got to figure it out. And if you have hearsay problems, we tell clients as best we can very early on, no, this person's going to have to be there. So start thinking about those things on documents and people and things that you want them to say and how you're going to get them to evidence and make sure you talk to your attorney well in advance because if there's a very important witness you want at your hearing, you don't want to tell them the day before if you can avoid it. Uh, you want to give them enough time to put it on their calendar and make sure they're going to be there. Yeah, I've had a lot of times where clients have come in and say, said to me, you know, I have all these people that will give statements. Well, those statements might be worth absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Usually there's some value to them. But as far as when we get to court, I can't present any of them. You have to have witnesses that can actually come in and testify, generally speaking, to have much value to that. Yeah. And, and that's something that goes back to the rule against hearsay. Mm -hmm. That's true. And, you, and witnesses, this is a little off topic, but you've got to wonder about your witnesses too. If they 
have 10 things that they're going to say, two of them are in your favor, but eight of them are not, just know those eight are going to come up and it may outweigh uh, the the positive factor of having that witness at, at the hearing. So, uh, And that does connect, though, to the hearsay rule because that's one of the reasons why you have the unfairness aspect of it. If right. you are able to just craft this this statement, but that person is not going to be subject to cross-examination and you're going to present that to the court, that creates a level of unfairness. And that's why the rule exists. Right. right. There are some interesting, and I would encourage everyone, if you, if you Google hearsay, you're going to probably be pulled into some rules of evidence or at least a page that has the hearsay rule on it and all the exceptions. It's really interesting, at least to me as a lawyer, but I think to anybody, to read through the exceptions, there's some things you really wouldn't think about, like a dying declaration. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned uh, the excited utterance and stuff, and you can read through and see things that are, that are exceptions. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we'll, we'll close up this episode. If you guys have any uh, topics you want us to cover, let us know for future episodes. And of course, you can find us online on social media and we'll be doing some more of these in the future yep Kev, kevinhickeylaw.com and you can call us at our office 479-434-2414 all right thanks everybody have a good day thanks go hogs